just a little public service announcement before the latest episode of Dies in Your House. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer. New York this, New York that. Yo, is Staten Island even really part of New York? A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Shit still look the same. Staten Island. Oh, son. This ain't Staten Island. Shaolin. There's only so much gerrymandering you can do in New York City because you're dealing with mostly blue neighborhoods, uh, with the exception of, of Staten Island. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on Spotify every weekend. All you gotta do is search for Dies in Your House on Spotify. We are also on SoundCloud. If you're working on your mixtape, and you get some writer's block, and you want to uh, listen to the latest and greatest, just search for SoundCloud.com slash Dies in Your House. Every weekend, you're going to get a brand new episode of that. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts. Search Dies in Your House on that. Leave like a five-star rating, because you're my friend. And uh, if you're premium, if you're premium, you're going to get this podcast a day early. You are going to get pre-game Zoomcasts. You are going to get uh, uh, that's exclusive content. You are also going to get personalized artwork mailed to your house or wherever you want it mailed just to, to uplift your day. And that is from me, and that is just for supporting the show. And I appreciate all of you who have thus far joined me on Patreon and have become premium what it do, what it be, what it is, peeps. More importantly, what's the vibes? What are the vibes? Got some things I want to talk about today on the podcast. Might not be as long as the usual episodes, but we'll get through it. Trying my best to um, get back to somewhat normal here on the podcast. Um, I don't want to use an hour every week to talk about Republicans being crazy. Because... Republicans are crazy, and I don't need to talk about how crazy they are. They're being crazy, and it, it it's playing out in front of you, very plain to see. They want to end Social Security. They want to end Medicare. They want to they want to make your grandmother starve. That's what Republicans want to do in their fight to help move this country closer to fascism. And fascism is not something that we are okay with here in the United States of America. And if you needed a little refresher, if you don't remember 8th grade history texts, that's fine. 
I can go to uh, technology for that. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a far-right, authoritarian, ultra-nationalist political ideology and movement characterized by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy, subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation and race, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. Yeah, we don't, none of that is anything that we are here in America to welcome. None of that is stuff that we like. None of it is. So I'm here to tell you that the only way to stave off that craziness is to vote Democrat for the foreseeable future. And if you have any election questions, bars, comments, concerns, you can definitely hit me up and I will let you know. Um, You know, just if you're like, hey, I don't know what district I'm in. Hey, I don't know who to vote for. I can tell you, don't worry. It's most likely going to be the Democrat. It's 99.9% going to be the Democrat. So, um, but I feel like talking about that on my podcast every week is becoming draining because I don't have, I think I've gotten rid of the people who are on the fence. If somebody is on the fence about demagoguery and fascism, I think they tuned out after a couple of episodes. I don't think they stuck with the podcast. I don't think I have enough for them where they'll be, you know, all right, I'm going to stick this out. Even though he's a liberal and I hate liberals, he, he does this. No, it was really all, it's been all politics. Um, but we're going to try to move not away from politics. We're not going to ignore them. We're not apolitical. We're not non-political. We're not that at all. We're not left of liberal. We're not, no. We're normal. We're Democrats. We vote Democrat. Uh, government is you get the best you can out of it and right now we have some really good leaders who are elected mainly our president who is here to help through the dark times we were in so there's that guys want to talk about algorithms today I do I want to talk about algorithms more importantly, dating apps. Dan dan. Now everybody just perked up and got excited. But before you get excited, this is not going to be one of those episodes where I read dating profiles and get mad because that's not at all what this is about. When I have frustrations about dating apps, It's my frustration with the fact that they are all owned by the same company and they have no incentive to actually, for you to actually meet people. That's my main frustration. My frustration is with the dating app industrial complex, not the people on dating apps. People on dating apps are just like me. They're looking for love, companionship, Whatever. Um, This is not about any profile. This is not about any messaging thread. This is not about anybody that did or did not message me. I just want to talk about corporate conglomerates for a second, okay? 
So, you might think that every dating app is unique to its own... To its own, um... Description. It is not. All dating apps... Well, most dating apps. So, basically... You've seen the commercials for Match.com, right? Match.com. You've seen the commercials. They've been running for years already. Match.com is probably one of the first online dating. I don't know if one of the first, one of the bigger, one of the um, the first big online dating service. And Match.com and Match Group uh, has made some money for themselves. Because you would think, okay, I'm not going to get on Match, but I'm going to get on Tinder. Oh, I'm not going to get on Match, but I'm going to get on Bumble. You think that. But technically. So, if I had to give you an over-under of how many dating apps Match.com owns, Match Group, um... What would be your guess? And I do realize that you you know this is not a call and answer type podcast. Um, would you guess 10? Would you guess 20? Would you guess 30? Would you guess 35? Truth is match group which owns Match.com, owns 45 global dating companies. 45! That's 45 different dating apps. So, I got a list right here. As of July 2020, this is what the Wikipedia has. Ablo. What's Ablo? I don't have Ablo yet. <laughs> so, Ablo, Black People Meet, BLK, Chispa, Hinge, HyperConnect, Love Scout 24, Medic, OKCupid, Our Time, Pears, Plenty of Fish, The League, Tinder, Twoo, Reward. That is a long list. What does that tell you? Does that tell you that And here we got Bumble is actually the one that's not owned by Match Group. So shout outs to Bumble for being one that is not owned by Match Group. But basically, what that is, um, what I'm trying to tell you is that if you get sick of Tinder and then go and then say, fuck it, I'm doing okay, Cupid. It's the same owners. It's the same people that own that company. 
it's the same drive to get you to be with somebody. And that drive is nothing. And I'm that person who is dumb enough to have done the premium service a handful of times. And it's always the same. The day you cancel that premium service, all of a sudden you get 30 30 likes that you can't view unless you pay $25 for the month or whatever it is. And then out of those 25 people... Now this is where you think it's going to be, none of them want to talk to me. No, they're not real. This moves us on to, to part two of this, which is AI and chatbot algorithms. Let's talk about it. In the last couple of weeks, we've seen articles and I've seen people. First, it was the on Instagram. Everybody had their, they paid money to have their face like cartoon, like made into a cartoon. So they could like, uh, like AI, like, oh, look how cool it is. Now, I'm not, this isn't about, oh, they're stealing your information. No, they're stealing your information. But that's not what this podcast is about. Obviously, the internet is here for two things. It's for free porn and it's for, to, for companies to steal your information. That's all it's here for. That's the, really the nut cutting of the, of what, um, that's really the nut cutting of what the internet is for. It's to steal your information, to give you background. When I was like seven years old and I picked up the phone to call my friend Hector down the block um, and I was dialing that number, I never once thought the government wasn't listening to me. So the idea that um, the government has these abilities to listen to you, but they're not listening to you is crazy. But this isn't about the government. This is about corporate conglomerates. It's one thing the government's listening to try to keep me safe, which is still, you know, mad sus but at the same time when people are just trying to find a significant other they would be remiss to know that the company that owns the site they're using has no interest in matching them up with anybody even though the website's name is match so you got ai you got chatbots you got all that we have basically you can simulate a conversation. A computer can simulate a conversation based on trends that they've been fed. Based on uh, conversing with other people. Based on pe- just monitoring DMs. Somebody like, you know, somebody, I don't really know how it works. But basically you can have a chat bot. And it can reply to, it could co- converse for you. And that's what's proliferating dating apps right now. Because you'll see the same picture. You'll get the same message. And then it'll be, here's a link to wherever. Here's a link to my videos. Like, not what I'm here for. And also not real. And also don't care. But you start seeing profile pictures now... And they're a little more like a lot of profile pictures look the same. And that's, again, not the fault of the users. 
I'm saying that AI technology has made its way onto dating apps in order to infiltrate your life. Much like, I don't know, Russians infiltrated the 2016 election? Remember that? Yes, it went back to politics. I know. I was so good. I was doing so good. I know. I know I was. But in reality, like, um, bots taking over dating apps is easy pickings to um, get back into the the swing of things of the Russian troll farms, fancy bear, all that stuff in a way to, to hack into your mind, much like they did on, on Facebook. It's a way to hack into your mind, to convince you that something that is not true is true is like, it's like jailbreaking a brain. It's what you're doing. Like, if somebody can convince you that the truth is not real, they have jailbroken your brain, and they're able to have free access to your brain for free. Whereas, if I wanted a, a, a Roku, and it wasn't jailbroken, I would need to pay for services to allow me to see things. Instead, people aren't paying for anything. They're not. They're not giving you anything good in order for you to... To have to give them your brain, you know what I'm saying? You're just you're just a victim at that point. And I'm afraid that AI and chatbots, while I understand we are in the future and there is a need for for everything, and I understand that return on investment on things is is important, and I do understand that if there's some jobs that a robot could do, then a ro- like l- listen, I ordered Grubhub the other night. And I, they forgot my nuggets, and I hit help, and it was like, you are chatting with uh, Julian, and I know this wasn't a real person. Like, you just know it's not. Same thing, Robin Hood, I sold my, uh, my penny stocks a couple of weeks ago, and I was chatting, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, and they gave me the, the company line of, it takes this many days for it, I'm like, I could buy the stock in one second, but I sell the stock, it takes three days for me to get the money back, that's annoying to me, sorry, so I was like, fuck you, you know, I said that, and no, we don't talk like that, sir, you're a robot, you're not a real person, same thing on dating apps, it's happening, and that's why all of us are getting less matches, all of us are getting less likes. And then you have the slew of articles that are like, oh, Gen Z has admitted that dating apps are dead, but they'll never delete them. How does that help me find love? You know what I'm saying? How do these think pieces about dating apps by people that are married, how does that help me find love? You want me to go out? I mean, all right. So Vox.com writer or whatever, you want me to to go out, wait, go to a bar? Well, I don't drink. So what am I doing at the bar? Am I drinking Diet Cokes? Am I going up to randos? Is that not sexual harassment? So who, again, we should be focused articles instead of writing the think pieces about how dating apps are dead. Articles should be written about how we can save dating apps because this is the future. We are in 2023. I have a very full-time job. I do not have time. I don't even have time to get a gym membership and go to the gym, let alone, you know, 
go someplace and hopefully, hopefully, find somebody cool, meet somebody cool, then be single, and me actually have the the balls to actually say, hey, do you want to go on a date sometime? Hey, do you want my number? Hey, do you want to trade Instagrams? Like, it's all fun and games when we're not talking about anxiety. And again, 2023, and I'm glad that the world is at a place where everybody can be um, open about uh, mental health issues. Um, they're, they're growing. And it's not we're not making them up. Things in the world have happened that have made people more anxious. What about people that don't go on planes since 9-11? What about that? Now, I'll admit, I've only, I've only been on planes after 9-11, but that's only because how old I am. How many people don't go on planes after 9-11? A lot, right? More than you would think. Why? Because they're scared. They have anxiety. By the way, as they should. That shit is scary. I, en- I mean, I enjoy going places, but like, when that plane is going up, it's like... Oh man, this is so scary. Next breath. Oh man, this is so cool. Then oh man, this is so scary. Oh man, this is so cool. Like it, it's it's weird. Things like that. The subway. New York City subway. Yeah, you know I mean people who have lived in New York their uh, most of their lives who I ask, "Hey, what what train do you take?" "Oh, I don't take the train. I never take the train." You never take the train in Manhattan? You're getting on a bus? And I'm a bus guy. I take the express bus, and as soon as that bus exits the Lincoln Tunnel and hits Manhattan, I'm off that bus. Because I get on the subway. But I get it. I understand. Like, because there is more anxiety in this world. There's more things in this world now to be scared of. We have access to more information to read about things we should be afraid of. That we didn't know we needed to be afraid of. Like, there's that meme. I drank ho- I drank water from a hose when I was a kid. And I'm okay. I mean, yeah. But also, if we would have known, like, the bacteria that was inside there, we probably wouldn't have done it. So there's the difference. Which is why we can't let dating apps die. Which is why we need to save them. We need to treat them with respect. And we need to not endlessly swipe. We need to not... We need to not let chatbots and artificial intelligence like infiltrate dating apps. It's getting bad. The reason why there are, you know, um data collection on dating apps is not to help you find somebody you love it's to help it's to steal your information to then hack your mind and steal an election okay that's what it is match match group you know where their where their home base is where their where their headquarters is Dallas Texas How many liberals they got in Dallas, Texas? Not many. 
Not many. So ask yourself this. Next time you're reading an article that says dating apps are dead, or the next time you see a coworker using a dating app and you say, oh, people still use dating apps? Ask yourself a question. Do you have anxiety? And how can you fix it? Not be a part of the debasement of it, but how can you take it and say say to yourself, hey, this is actually something that can help people and save time and get your return on investment on your time. J-Pawks dies in your house exclusively wherever you thought you were hiding from me on social media. Till next week, we outside. Late.